Brothers King Log. Star date zero one two four two zero two zero. This of course is in in honor of the new Star Trek series Picard. Dude, and also, did you know Donald Trump? Okay, let me show you Donald Trump's latest post on Instagram. And I'm sorry you guys can't see it, but check him out, real Donald Trump. Uh, we do not promote any political affiliation. No. I on mean, this. I follow him because he is one of my business icons. Um, I I do not like politics per se. Um, that's not even what we're here for. I just thought it was funny that the new United States Space Four Department of the Air Force looks just like Star Trek. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, this new logo is actually pretty bad to the bone. And if I could, I'd I'd join, but you know how it is. Welcome to Brothers King Log, where we talk about stuff through the lens of art. I'm Samuel. And I am Solly. And we are back. Yeah. We're back. Back in black. Okay. <clears throat> so, <ACDC>. um, <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not, um, we're not affiliating with any politics or um, advocating ACDC songs per se. We're just advocating good life. art. This is fun stuff. This, this, uh, essentially, we're just here to discuss what's new in our lives, what's going on, what's, what's, what's the cheese. Yeah, and for those that haven't seen it, we have a huge backlog of all our old episodes where we went through several names, Brothers King Media, Brothers King Talk. Um, we also have a couple demos and writing sessions on there, so have uh, fun listening yeah. to those. Yes, hope you hate it. <laughs> um, but today, we are doing something new. Also, shout out to our two fans. We love you, Mom. We love you, Mimi. <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> but we decided to this Brothers King log um for the, for anyone who listened to the trailer it's just a place for us just to uh pit everything we feel like talking about that doesn't necessarily follow any particular format it's just it's more free format maybe someday we'll uh, actually get people to listen to this song and I don't know yeah maybe someday so what we're here to talk about today is uh last Saturday I believe it was the 13th no, it's not. No, it wasn't the thirteenth. It was uh, the twentieth. Uh, uh, Hold on, just a second. So last Saturday was the. Uh, just a second. I have it actually on my calendar. So does everyone else. There was a joke there. Anyway, it was the eighteenth. <laughs> okay, the eighteenth. I was close. Eh. Five days off. Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. That's true. Um, the eighteenth, January eighteenth, twenty twenty. We went to Winter Jam. And I just figured we wanted to do it last week, but we didn't get out, you know, till late, and we was tired, and we had church the next morning. But we wanted to take an opportunity and just uh, review Winter Jam. We never reviewed a concert together. Right. We've reviewed albums. Well, we shoot, reviewed... we uh, we should uh, sometime uh, try to think back on our Switchfoot and just like uh, experience and and uh, and talk about uh, it. That, that's too. Old. What we should do is go to Switchfoot again this year. Okay. If they do their. Um, traveling road show i really want to go to it it's where they do like half acoustic set half right set well see the thing is is i feel like my voice has substantially gotten deeper since the last time we were there so if this next time i shout we love you switchfoot and he calls me ma'am again i'm going to die there you have that happened it happened we also met drew yeah we did uh, meet drew shirley in an old vintage guitar shop it was pretty actually pretty cool i i uh i fangirled real bad 
I, I maybe wouldn't. We almost got kicked out of the <laughs> guitar shop. <laughs> Drew's trying to shop, and and uh, the fans won't leave him alone. Yeah, we is. weren't the only ones. There was a couple other fans there. Yeah, bless his heart. He was just trying to like look at. I think he was just there to look at guitar pedals. Yeah, <laughs> bless his heart. So yeah, yeah, it was pretty fun. But yeah, we could do that. All right, so it's a winter jam. Twenty twenty is what we're talking about here today. So we're just gonna go. We got there. It was uh, actually pretty cool. We um, I was like prepared to wait in the snow because it was snowing and cold, and we got there. We got to walk straight indoors. We got a pretty decent parking spot. Surprisingly, um, the concert said it didn't start till six, but honestly, we uh, we got there at what? So I'm four thirty and waited in line a grand total. No, we got there at four and waited in line a grand total of forty five minutes. Yeah. It wasn't it was it was say, indoors. Honestly, I would say the only downside to any of it was that we had to park like two blocks away. And that, and that was wasn't even terrible. that wasn't even that bad. Yeah, it wasn't even terrible. And we saved what, ten bucks each doing it that way. Yeah. So. And then we only had to wait in line forty five minutes indoors, mind you, so it wasn't like bad waiting. Right. We got straight in, sat down in our seats, and the show began pretty quick about the time we got in. Right. Like it wasn't too long after we sat down, that show started. Yeah. Well, see, they had the openers. <clears throat> Which weren't even on the official list. Right. They weren't on the official list. list and, I mean, so pretty much as everyone was walking in, there were like little names, like small names that are up and comings. Which I thought that was a lot of fun to get yeah. to see some unknown talent do some stuff. Right. That was pretty great. Like, so let's just go ahead and, let's start from the top. We um, wrote down a list of everyone we saw. Um, we may have missed someone in there, but I don't think we did. I, I think we yeah, got I everyone. I really don't think we did. Well, we didn't say anything about um, we didn't say anything about uh, Crowder, but I mean, but we, 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 we remember just, that yeah, good enough to talk about that. it. Yeah, plenty. <laughs> so, anyway, all right. So the first person on uh, a new school rapper, never heard of him, uh, Zonti. Zonti. So in retrospect, because I've been listening to some rap this week, I'm getting some NF vibes from him. Like he was trying to do somewhere between um, Chance the rapper and NF. Is, yeah. No, I no, mean, not um, not Chance Malone. Post Malone. Post Malone. Kind of like a Post Malone NF vibe. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Pretty much, that's what this guy came up. I just, uh, yeah, he's cool. I like him. He's all right for a rapper. Whatever. See, I didn't see. Think... I just, I'm not into rap, so like my my opinion's honestly gonna be very partial here, and I don't want to be like that. I think he had good fan interaction, like you said, uh, at the concert. Um, and I kind of, that's one of the things I look forward to is seeing how they interact with fans. Obviously, we weren't close enough to be part of the interaction. Yeah, we were like up fun. on the second floor in the right. back. But it was good. It was no, good view. Yeah, like, it was legit. Saw. It was like actually the third floor, I think, because there was a floor underneath us and then the main floor underneath that. So, But it was pretty, like, we were right in the center. We got to see everything. Like, you could see everything very well right. from where we were. So, And I am enjoyed, because the way they have the giant screen stuff set up, it's set up to be seen from a distance. So right. that was kind of cool to get interacted that way. Right. Um, I just thought as a, I'm a mild fan of hip-hop. I mean, I, I dabble in every genre, right? Right. Um, his flow, as far as like lyrical flow and rhythm, wasn't the best I've ever heard. It borderlined on mumble mumble rap, and mumble rap can be good if you have like some good attitude behind it. But he just was kind of bland. He was just to me, he was just super bland. Yeah, that's uh, that's the kind of impression I got from. Him. I liked his fan interaction. 
but it, it was just all the all the flavor of a slice of um like off brand American cheese, like the plastic kind, Yikes. you know. That, no, God. That's oh. kind of what I got from him. All right. I think we should move on before we start hating on him. <laughs> I'm not hating on him. I know, just, I know, just... but before we, because I mean, he is new. He's up and yeah. Coming. I, I mean, mean, maybe who knows? He might be the next NF. He might be the next Eminem. Like he might like get. A, he but might really. He grow might up. catch a break. You know. We don't know, but just, that's yeah, my like, first impressions. Might, of he him. might be a Toby Mac, bro. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, let's be real. He might be Toby, the next Toby Mac. No, none of us know. Well, he next needs... thing he know, he'd be like, "Yo, no name face. I discovered you." You're welcome. <laughs> I I just I mean if he's gonna be Toby Mac, he needs a Michael Tate and a Kevin Max so he can just be the next DC talk, you know. And I tell you who could be the next Kevin Max though. We've got this guy, Billy Ballinger. Okay, and I can he see he was that. pretty bad to the bone. I'm just saying, like, he shared his testimony, you know, him and his wife were into drugs, all sorts of stuff. It was it was They pretty, went to jail. Yeah, went to jail, lost their kids. All sorts of stuff that, like, you know, me and you, we've grown up seeing this kind of stuff. And, like, generally the parents don't get their act together. And, I mean, if they do, it's not, like, 100%. But, like, it was really cool to hear his story. But, like, my favorite part about him was he had, like, that totally, like, he had that Bono. Like, he had the whole YouTube kind of vibe going um, for the most part. But, like, other than that, there was uh, there was kind of, I, I was feeling some Southern Gospel like a Jason Crab vibe. See, I was getting a Smitty vibe. Michael W. Smith for the for the kids that don't know Smitty. Um that's so it was a combination of Smitty always kind of has that slight YouTube vibe anyways. Mm. Slight. Okay, we'll say slight. Um, but and then the backup singers like he actually had like female backup singers. Which, that's cool, but that's like a very 90s thing to do. Like right. I haven't seen that in a long right. time. He's Christian Music's resident bad boy. <laughs> um, and then so and you get like I I got a I got a Smitty vibe from Okay, him. let's straight up like what I'm getting at is the music. Yeah, the music straight up had the edge tone to it. Yeah, well, when that first guitar tone started going, I'm like, is this with or without you? I yeah, promise no, this is with legit. or without. <laughs> no, it was li- like I started singing with or without you along with the song. I was like, yeah, it's pretty much with or without you. So I mean I liked him. Yeah, I, he's he was definitely fun. somebody we're gonna keep up with uh, in the future. Um, at, at least I am. I mean, yeah. So. I mean, granted, we're you know a couple of white guys that are fans of YouTube, but yeah, he was fun. Yeah, he he was pretty great. And next we have Billy Clemens, which is uh, actually a young lady, despite the the first name. Um, and there's girl. I mean, Billings I know. Too. I was just letting them know. Um, but what what did you think of her? So my initial thoughts were, she reminded me a lot of like Brit Nicole, right? Um, but once again, and this maybe this is just an opener issue, because openers only get three songs, and they have to be very precise, very quick, in and out. Well, see, she had like three different like, she had three different slots, time slots that. Um, she got she got the beginner she got the uh pretty much the intermission um, which i liked her better on the intermission yeah it was she just was her better and her piano. The, right her and her piano uh, she did not have a very good stage presence and that just might be because of how um young rushed and she is rushed maybe yes 
Um, she is, but like, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I just didn't, um, you're right. She's young. She's right. new. Well, see, I, I guess I could see some promise in her. I like Brit Nicole. Brit Nicole's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she's just got that whole, I see, I see this in most female Christian artists. They've got the whole, just one, like the one track mindset with music and I, I'd like to see a little more like action out of a female artist. Like uh so like Liz, Lindsay Sterling. Yeah. Not Sterling, um Wait, Sternum. Sternum, yeah. Lindsay Sternum. I knew where you'd go with that though. Yeah, Flyleaf's lead singer. Yeah, um, like she, I'd she love has to some... see that I'd love to see that out of some out of somebody. And she I can see a little potential in her for that, but I feel like she just needs to come more out She's following she the pop to... music formula. <clears throat> right. She needs to come out of her shell and yet withhold. She was like, I don't know, she was just like, she was all over the stage at the wrong times. It seemed more like nervous movement than right. actual, like, I have a purpose in what I'm doing. Right, right. She, Yeah, no rhyme or reason to her movement. Just, oh, God, I've got to pee is what it seems. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Austin French. Okay, all right. Let me let me straight up say I was not looking forward to hearing Austin French. I've heard his songs so much on the radio. I was just straight up annoyed. I was done. I did not want to hear it. Um, but then when he got on stage and started playing his songs, I was actually pretty impressed. I, I thoroughly enjoyed listening to his songs, listening to his uh listening to his set. Especially, you know, that when he started um, when he started going off on his guitar. That was pretty sweet. Because you don't see that a whole lot anymore in music. Yeah. In Christian music especially. You see it in music, but uh, actually, you know what? You don't see it in music that often because classic rock is pretty much almost dead. <laughs> so, Austin French. Um, my impressions of him was he was kind of a... Uh, and I don't mean to sound so harsh, but he was kind of a a bluesy poor man's said, Michael Jackson. Said, yeah, you said verbatim a poor man's bluesy Michael Jackson. And that's the vibe I got from him initially. But he did have decent guitar playing, um, and like he See, was okay. I don't even know if I necessarily got um, a Michael Jackson out of him. Like I, I guess, but like it was. It was more of a Prince vibe to me, because Michael Jackson's more of the, like, thriller thing, whereas... Dancer type deal. Yeah, he's just more of the into dancing movements, whereas um, Prince was more into the the tones of his guitar. I was listening as uh, Austin French was, like, he was switching his pedals in and out. He'd throw in a tremolo and a flange. It was, it was like, pretty good pedal board work mm-hmm. for a live setting, because generally... On live settings, they've just got them tapped presets. Mm-hmm. Unless it's, of course, the David Crowder band, who, long story short, everything they do is not pre-planned. <laughs> well, Drew Shirley is really good about changing out. Okay, okay, stuff. Drew Shirley, but we're talking... That, but lower, they're, they, lo- they're lower more, tier. Right. They're more... See, at this point, Switchfoot's more a secular band. There's still Christian morals and ideolo- ideologies... But they like they're they're more on a broad spectrum. Yeah. In fact, they're opening for Nickelback this summer. They opened. They opened. They went on tour with um, Bon Jovi. Yeah. Like last year. So like that's what I'm saying. They're 
So now they're opening up for 80s bands, which I find kind of funny. It's actually pretty... I actually think it's pretty cool. I mean, okay, Nickelback's a 2000 band, but neither here nor there. Austin French. Um, I'm, I'm glad you liked him. I, okay, uh, no, no. You, you, you misunderstand. <laughs> I liked watching him live. His songs were not great. Uh, okay, there were a couple songs. I was like, okay, that's some good lyrics right there. But then there were also other songs that's like, were you just trying to throw that in there? Like, okay, the song had good meaning. Um, I'm not going to point it out because, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want people to think I'm a jerk. But you know what song I'm talking about. Um, uh, the prayer that he had. I don't remember, okay. honestly. So anyway. here's, so this is one of the ways I judge music, generally, or a movie, is how well can I remember a week later? And oh. I don't honestly remember anything he played. I remember his guitar tone being nice. That's about it. Um, I'll be honest, man. And I also, no offense to the real Austin French. I'm sure he's a wonderful person in real life. Yeah, of course. I found his voice kind of annoying. Eh, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got that, like, very high voice for a dude. I don't know. It I is... don't know. It is, it is. He does have a weird voice, but I don't know. I mean, is it really any weirder than any of the One Direction guys? Like, I, I'm, sure. I'm just, okay. You probably never listened. To, I've listened <laughs> to them because you know I've had girlfriends that loved them. But be honest, you liked him for a minute. I liked Harry Styles. <laughs> Harry Styles has got a pretty great voice. Come on, and I like his song uh, "Signs of the Times" or "In In Time" or something. Uh, but that's, that's a pretty good song. He well okay, he straight up got that rock that uh, grunge voice. <laughs> he could do it, you know. All right, so Austin French, he's he 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 translates better live than in his in his studio recordings. We'll say that. How is that a fair? Right, adjustment? yeah, that's fair to say. That's fair to say. That's exactly what I was saying. I just didn't. I didn't like. I was not excited at all to hear him because I knew his main songs. Like literally, almost every song he sang there that night is on the radio. Um, which I guess had something to say. His songs have made it to the radio. Yeah. Um, constantly. So that's that. He, he he's got some promise. He's got some potential. He's someone I I could see like headlining Winter Jam in three or four years. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely in three or four years. Um. But yeah, he's he's pretty good. Um, live especially. I I can I can enjoy hearing his songs on the radio now because I can remember that. Yeah, like, but like I said before, I just wasn't excited. Fair enough. Fair enough. Any, anyway, so after Austin French, we had Red. We, we and we had a little bit of a, this was after Austin French, I feel like it was the first time we really had like a set change. Like they actually took a time out. So it's worth noting at this point, one of the um aspects of Winter Jam that you should be prepared for cuz Winter Jam we found out this year has been going for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Quite impressive. Like it's actually a pretty cool testimony in and of itself. But in between each set, be prepared for all the commercials. Oh, there's like 755 million. You will get commercials for um for, for Christian colleges. You'll get you'll get commercials for websites. It was it was whole in or it was whole international. It was Liberty University. It was um K Love Air One. Um, I feel like there's another radio station somewhere in there. Yeah, there's another radio station. I don't know. And I get it. That this is probably how they get funding, right? This is probably how. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're only paying fifteen dollars to get in, so they got to make up the difference somewhere, right? So I get it. Just be prepared. Like it's a thing, right? Um, Um, 
Yeah, just... Yeah, we just... <laughs> disclaimer. <laughs> it's like the bold... The bold... Or, uh... The fine... Yeah. Fine letters. Um, the... And they have, like, a, a comedian doing, like, a... Not really even a stand-up act, but just interacting with people out in the audience... They had a DJ that would just randomly play, like, karaoke songs and get everyone singing for 30 seconds and then turn it off. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that part where they were playing the intros to all the... they Like, what was it? They did um, Don't Stop Believing. Um, living on a Prayer. Living on a Prayer. Then it was uh, the intro to... Uh, uh, Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger. And then it was uh, crap. We will rock you. We by will Queen. rock you by Queen. They did it all four, but they wouldn't like stick with one for more than like fifteen seconds. It annoyed the crap out of me. Like they were, oh my goodness! Like I'm like, look, at least let it last for thirty seconds. You know, <laughs> give us a little more. It's like, hey, uh, we just want to show you how good music really is before we go and disappoint you again. Oh, that's harsh. It was harsh. I'm sorry. It's not what I meant, but I'm just saying. <laughs> so, okay, disclaimers aside, that's what happens in between each set. So just beware. That's a thing between all the sets. Overall, though, it wasn't terrible because, For 15 like, bucks, it's totally worth it. Right, because, like, also, you know, you've got to realize that this is, like, it's, it's, a, it's a stadium where the, the sound is blazing, like, just straight up blazing so loud, it actually does make you need to pee. And so when they've got these commercials going on, you're like, oh, hey, I can go pee or I can go get a drink or whatever and not miss the next set. So um, it, it is pretty uh, it's pretty good. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. Fifteen bucks. I mean, shoot, altogether it was 20 with parking. Yeah, and that's so, not and bad. It's for not even bad. It's really not bad for a four hour show. Um, wait, was it even? No, it was like a six hour, seven hour show. Well, we got there. The show officially started a little bit after five. Okay, and we so went six till hours. it went till like right darn, at eleven. It did. Darn, you're right. It was like six hours, but Ooh. it was legit. It was legit worth the money. Yeah, no, like straight up. Like I, the way I look at it is, is it's more like a sampler. Like okay, for those kids that don't remember CDs, they used to like hand out samplers where the the record label would be like, "Here's our best songs from this record label," and You'd get, you know, one or two songs from a variety of artists. That's what this felt like. Right. It was, legit it was, it was, was. just a big sampler. Right. Um, and it was interesting. Now, with that said, with the sampler format, I feel like Red, the rock band, right. um, really got hurt by only being able to do three songs. Yeah, because they are, they're the uh, theatrical band. They're yeah. literally, okay, they're literally the Kiss version of Queen Christian. Yeah, that's kind of the best way to describe them. They only harder. Like they right, that's they, what I'm they saying. rock. Like, like they're hard. okay, so they're like um A C D C version of KISS version of Queen Christian style. Sure, yeah. But or the Thrasher. Point, whatever. The point is, like, the only three songs really hurt them because they just didn't have time to get to do their thing. But I, I feel like if that did any sort of if it did any sort of, you know, quote unquote damage to their presentation uh to their fans they made it up by singing um crap breathe into me yeah breathe your life into me 
Which uh, is like their signature song. I mean, song. it's their signature song, so I feel like they did pretty great. I think that their fan, interac- fan interaction was pretty good. Like, you know, in between songs, you would talk to them. And, like, the first one, I was kind of freaked out, but... Because, um, like, he had, like, an image of, like, hell, like, dispersing into flames. And, like, this demon dude, like, like screaming. Yeah, dude. I don't remember that. Yeah, <laughs> like a demon dude, like, like, like pulling his hair and, like, rah, like, screaming. And... So afterwards, um, after he got done with this first song, I was like, what the heck just happened? And he's like, hey, kids, you scared yet? <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm scared. I'm 20 and I'm scared. I don't want to be here. I want my mom. And I think it's it's all part of the theatrics. Like, if, right. you, if you actually look at their albums, their albums are like, almost have like a lore behind them. Where there's always like characters fighting evil or characters trying to escape from some sort of dark forest, or characters basically doing like heroic things in a very theatric setting, and that's the backdrop of all their songs. Right, right. Which um, so which speaking of which, Jason from Building Four Twenty Nine, I like he later later on was trying to raise you know talking he was, like he was one of the commercials he was yeah. trying to raise money and he's like you know i love events like this you know we can come here and listen to bands like red and you know who doesn't like blowing things up and in the name of jesus because like they had fire <laughs> like and smoke fire, like on stage like just <laughs> yeah it was all sorts of stuff it was pretty great like, like i i would like to, i think i would like to see a full red yeah show. i would love to see a full red show i could literally get into that i think that'd be really cool to watch yeah that'd be really great to watch well, like I said, I think they if if any damage was done, they made it up by playing everyone's favorite song. <laughs> so, um, they all together for my first time really listening to them, I liked them. Yeah, because um, like I've only heard "Breathe Into Me." Uh, that's like the only song um, I've really listened to uh, from them. So I yeah. liked "Red." So short set, but still a lot of fun. Um, not my favorite thing of the night. Like I don't know. I just um, I would like to see a full show and see how it compares. Right. Moving on, Solomon. Um, so these guys, they're not the headliners, but they're the founders of the show, and they're the ones that it's like it's their thing. Um, new, um, the uh, Winter Jam was created because of them, and I like that. I really appreciate this about them. New song is the next group that is on, and this new song has been around forever since the late eighties. And I like that they take this event. That's huge. It continues to be huge every year. Mm-hmm. And rather than promoting themselves, they promote other bands. Right. I think I that's mean, really cool about it them. It is really cool about them. They, I mean, like, I feel like New Song, though, has had their time. You know? Yeah. They've had their time, and it's just one of, the, one of those things where I feel like they're like, you know what? You know, we've done this for the reasons that we've done it, and we just need to make sure that it can continue through other people that are doing it for the same reasons. And I feel like that's just what it got at. But, over like, I mean, shoot, they were, like, Imperial class. Yeah, no, they were... Like, the band Imperial class. <laughs> yeah. Or not class, The Imperials. Imperials. Um, they put on a, I thought, a killer show. Shoot. Um, yeah, like, like, their music is old school. Like, you have to go back to, like, 90s and even late 80s. Mm-hmm. Imperials, um, Phillips, Craig, and Dean. Right. Kind of a that kind of vibe, but once you get into that, even like Stephen Curtis Chapman, some right. of his stuff. But once you get into that vibe, I loved it. Like I even got some like Need to Breathe vibes from them a little bit. Um, well, it was the guitar player who yeah. was younger, and, and he, uh, like his guitar tone and stuff a little yeah, bit reminded me of that. Right, his guitar tone. 
Well, he had the whole, like, he was trying to be Bo. <laughs> yeah. He, he was legit trying to be Bo and Bear at the same time. So, um, but yeah, he, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I like it with the leads, or well, I don't even know their names, but the um, the shorter blonde guy looked like uh, Ke- uh, Jack Black. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, um, he's like, well, yeah, here's so-and-so. By far the best guitarist of new song ever. I was like, crap. Dude. And they've been through a lot. Of, they're yeah. like they're like the newsboys in the fact that they've been through a small army of guitar players right. and well, you know twenty vocalists. Maybe, and... Yeah, I guess. Um, so I mean, obvi- like obviously in that, but I feel like Jody's pretty much been their guitarist. Yeah, before Jody, they went through a lot. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway. Uh, new song. They uh, they gave a class A. Um, song like some people may find their lyrics cheesy their first song the chorus was literally um i'm a pilgrim my I name am is a christian and my, my name, name is, is pilgrim. pilgrim which is not pilgrim's progress if it was which i wish they would have done now because it's honestly been bothering me ever since is they should have said my name is christian and i am a pilgrim you're right they should have done that. i was like why did you not do like literally all week i have been in my car <laughs> Like driving parts from my job, and I have legit been like, um, like, why did they do that? Why did they do that? <laughs> but for all its cheesiness, it has like an old school wholesomeness to it that I really like. That um, it felt sincere. I feel like when some artists go off on super Christian lyrics, they can sound cheesy and mm-hmm. insincere. These guys did not strike me as insincere. No, they didn't. Like I feel like honestly, this was before the. I don't know. When they started, it was actually like Christian music itself was actually a, a new thing. It was like the, ish, the genre yeah. was a new ish thing. It was like something that they were still like they were still shaping, experimenting with. And I feel like they did a really good job. Like I, they brought out a freaking horn section, and that was awesome. Like it was like, legit the two lead singers, but they yeah. like trombone and trumpet, and that's all you needed. They played three notes the entire time. It was simple, but it was freaking amazing. Well, they went into, like, when they poured out the trumpets, they went into, like, a whole jam session. Yeah, it was just legit just music for, like, what, three minutes straight? Of just them jamming. And yeah, it was so cool. It, it was it really was like, cool. And I was like, Sam, this is what I want. This is what, you know, our band needs to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, they ended with their signature song, Arise My Love. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. And, the, well, that's when the trumpets came out. No, that was, it was after. It, oh, yeah, it was after before. the trumpets... And then they did Arise My Love, which obviously is like a freaking ballad. And beyond that, it's a it's a concert closer. Right. Like it's, it's a good song. Right. It's that song like it's like, oh, this is one of our more like dramatic songs. Uh and like the the um I'm trying to compare it to something that, you know, is more of a broad So spectrum. like um the biggest comparison like honestly the b- best comparison I would give it is We Are the Champions by Queen. Yeah, okay. Like, it's a perfect, like, it's just you know, the super dramatic. Like, yeah. It's real, like, chill, but, like, deep Dr- lyrics. And dramatic. And, and like, then, and then, then it, it ends like, huge. Arise, my love. Yeah. And that's... Arise, my love. Okay, we don't want to plagiarize. I know. We can't plagiarize. <clears throat> anyway. I, I mean, straight up. That New was songs great... not something I've ever listened. I haven't really ever listened to them. Um, I've heard songs from them, but I thoroughly enjoy their songs. Yeah, absolutely. 
So anyway, where were we? So uh, after so new song ends with "Arise My Love." Great song, great band. I think uh, underappreciated. I um, could they make it on the radio nowadays? Probably not. Pro- Are they a great live show? Yes. Yeah. I, okay. So I did kind of like when Austin French came out and sang with them. He sang on "Arise My Love." Actually. Yeah. On Arise My Love, and it was actually good. It was really good, actually. So yeah. I enjoyed that. Also, I'm going to take a second here. We're gonna. I'm, I'm just going to apologize for the many breaks that it may seem like are in this uh, in this talk, um, because we are watching our little siblings as we are waiting for our mom and dad to get to the airport from uh, church conference this week. So sorry about the pauses, but chill. So. Um, next up, after, um, new song, which, once again, like, kudos to them for just being in the middle of their concert. Like, they're not even mm-hmm. going, trying to, like, be the last person. I think that's really cool. Yeah, they weren't trying to be the front man. Yeah. Or the, uh, headliner. Um, next up, we had Andy Minio. So, here's what I didn't realize. Rap is the new pop. It's the new rock and roll. And what I mean by that is to hear... The fans go nuts when Andy Mineo walks out. Like, legit. Like, what the heck? I was like, I didn't realize rap was the new rock okay, and roll. Okay, I legit didn't know Andy Mineo was that great. Like, I didn't know he had that big of a fan base. Like, I've heard of him, and I've seen him, but I've always thought he was like, oh, they're just a small face, man. Like, but, no, he's apparently huge. Like, when he walked out, they went nuts. Okay, and I, okay, honestly, I don't like rap. I'm not into Andy Mineo, uh, but his lyrics were real. They hit home. Mm-hmm. So, like, I like that about him. But, yeah, you're right. Like, straight up, rap is the new pop. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I feel like uh, his, some of his lyrics were really good. Um, he had a good flow. Like, um, comparing him to the, the opener, Zanti. Well, Zante. Like, you can tell he well, had practice. Right. Well, see, he's he's been around for years, man. Yeah. Like, Zanti, or, yeah, Zanti, he's new. Um, yeah, I mean, his first single did not have a good break. His first single came across as like, oh, you're like the stuff 13-year-old girls listen to. Mm-hmm. And like legit, yeah. I was like, dude, like my, like people that I used to hang out with, you know, my friends from Ohio and stuff, like long time ago that I've been disconnected with for a while. Like that's what they were into. And most of them were young, you know. So it was like... Eh, this just isn't my thing. Whereas when Andy Mineo came out, I was like, you know, this is the kind of rap I could get into. Yeah. Like, and, um, like these lyrics are real. Like, not that Zanti wasn't, like, trying to be real, but it was just, like, not connecting with my age group. Well, it's beyond that. So, rap, you have to look at it. Um, it's kind of like, you know, when we're looking at rock music, we look at guitar tones. We look at... How well does the words flow with the rhythm of the drums and the bass, right? Right, okay. With bit, with rap, hip-hop in general, you have to look at how well do the words pile on top of each other and flow, and they, they get into a flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of, the lyrics kind of start to form their own bass line, if you will, um, if you're really paying attention. And I feel like Andy Mineo kind of had that down where his rhythm was very apparent and you could see his own flow and ebb and how he worked. And right. it worked really good. And there was even this one part where I loved it. He jumped up on by his drummer and his drummer just started playing a really fast beat. 
and then he just started rapping to the rhythm of the drum, and the drum's going double time. Right. No. And it dr- just followed perfectly on beat. It yeah. was like, da 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 Whoa, and obviously, that's cool. you know, he jumps off the drum yeah. stage and the beat drops. You know, that's how it just goes. But it was so cool. Yeah, no, it was, I was legit. Like, it yeah. was for real. That's for that's real. how you do it. I mean, also, I think that his, like, graphics behind him, and, like, obviously, all of his, um, all of his, like, uh, album art is, like, the same thing. Like, he he's really into, like, anime. Like, the mm-hmm. anime-type stuff. And I mean, I I liked how he did that, like everything he had going on behind him. Like he had the Mister Mr. Rob Mr. Rogers uh, <laughs> thing going on. Yeah. And what was it? It was called like uh, Andy Minio's Neighborhood or something yeah. like that. And then uh, he brought out. It was like it was Mister Rogers' first appearance, then his last for reasons. Like I don't. Know, I didn't get all the graphics. Like there was the skeleton army that came on popping up, and I was really confused. Yeah, it was really weird. Um, but but like obviously there was a meaning behind it, like that we didn't know. Yeah, like but, I I couldn't and, understand all his lyrics. Like it wasn't until the last song that he put the lyrics up on the yeah, board. Yeah, so yeah, and, and I mean I think that that was because he was like, okay, I want you to get this one. This yeah. one's not for fun. This one's my message. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas like I appreciate that. Like whereas you know, the other ones were just more fun, and I'm okay with just fun right. Songs. I'm cool with just fun. You know, it's it's fun. Um, okay, so overall. Andy Minio is not something I just listen to like straight through. I might throw him in and out of a mix. Yeah, um, but I can see that. Overall, like I would go to one of the shows. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would. I would recommend him. Uh, maybe check some of his albums out and stuff. Who do we have? After- and then next up, oh boy. oh boy. Oh yeah, we had passion. Next do, up, do so we- okay. So let me re- paraphrase this by saying. I saw Passion two years ago at another variety show, the Rock and Worship Road Show, and I didn't like them there. And um, so Passion is one of those groups that they're not really a group so much as a brand name because all their members change with each album and just tour as needed. So I can appreciate the brand name thing. Don't right. get me wrong. Gaither Vocal Band, their brand name, but they work. You know, you feel me? Right, I understand. I know where you're coming from. So, they've changed members in two years. I'm like, okay, let's let's give this a shot. Let's see if maybe they can surprise me. Solomon, what was your thoughts on Passion? Dude, you know how I feel about Passion. Sorry, that's weird. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I accidentally hit the wrong button on my phone. Anyway. <laughs> um, you know my thoughts on Passion. I'd just rather say no comment. So, here is my thoughts. Passion is like ooey gooey oatmeal. <laughs> They're hypothetically That's so go- gross. I'm sorry, this is not just ugh. so stick with me. <laughs> it tastes good, but it looks disgusting. No, is no, what you're saying no, no, no. Stick with me. Um, passion is hypothetically good for you. Uh-huh. Um, if you and then you know if you put too much sugar in oatmeal, it kind of tastes nasty. Okay. And it's all just gloopy and looks and tastes the same. And is actually kind of bland when you get right down to it. Okay. Like, once you've had one bowl of oatmeal, you've had all bowls of oatmeal, right? Okay. Mm. Okay. 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 I'm generalizing. I guess, okay. Okay. So, this is what I think you're trying to say. And if you're not, it is what you need to be saying. (laughs) Okay. Um, You've got Elevation Worship. You've got Passion. You've got Hillsong. And out of all these versions of oatmeal that look the same and stuff, you've Passion's got the Passion most 
<laughs> who has the 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 sugar in the raw, which is disgusting. <laughs> because they are they're very bland. Like honestly, like you know, obviously there's only that one song from Passion we like. Um that they played um, out of out of my grave. Um, no, it's called uh, it's it yeah, but it's called um, <clears throat> crap. Um, it's not called crap. Sorry, it's called uh, ah. Well, why he's trying to remember? I'll give you my rant. So I was going very near. Ah, sorry. Go on, nice go. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. So um. So. I'll give you my rants. Glorious Lord, day. Glorious day. Ha <laughs> ha. Found it. Um, the one our time Passion's playing, I'm just ranting to Solomon in text format. And here's like, my... Like, I'm legit, like, putting my phone in my pocket and it buzzes. I can pull it out. Put my phone in my pocket. It buzzes literally 17 times straight. So, um, I, I, so I, first thing I texted him was, call me cynical. And the first song they played was, there's nothing that our God can't do. And I said, call me cynical. But it feels like songs like There's Nothing That Our God Can't Do by Passion cheapen the power of Jesus. Yeah, it really Th- does, though. Because things are just not magically made e- that easy. Sometimes Jesus walks with you through trials rather than just taking you out. And um, and I'm sorry, but all their music is so fuzzy and blurry. It just, it's just it's practically passionless. Literally. Which is no, ironic. Is no passion. That's probably why they had to name themselves Passion. <laughs> They're like, just, wait, our songs don't have any passion. Wait. Our band can be called Passion. But also, okay, straight up, I'm just going to say that the members of Passion is literally like Oatmeal. Okay? Mm-hmm. There for a minute, gone the next. Like, yeah. It's legit. It, like, I just wish. It just see, feels that's disposable. Something, it that's feels something disposable. I can say about Hillsong. Hillsong has had the same band. Okay, the music has stayed the the same people for the longest time. They have switched lead singers, but every lead singer always rotates right back to being part of the band somehow. And I I can appreciate that about Hillsong. Hillsong United was all the lead singers that came and sang with them together. Mm -hmm. I love that album. That was a pretty great album. Um, By far, my only favorite album from Hillsong. So... Anyway, <clears throat> next. <laughs> so, um, I'm sorry, Passion. They do have one or two good songs, but just I just feel like it's just a it does a disservice. And actually, to art. Glorious Day isn't even a song by like Passion didn't even write that song. Oh, they didn't. Nope. Nope. Let me guess. Crowder wrote it. No. No, who wrote it? Um, I don't remember who wrote it. I think his name is Matt something, but like legit. Yeah, no, they did not write it. They just borrowed it. Borrowed it. They paid for you know the being rights. able to use it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's passion, guys. I'm sorry. If there's I'm, any passion fans out there, I'm sorry. I feel yeah. like this was one of those things where they're like, "All right, we have to throw in a worship band somewhere." So they did. Yeah. And just no passion. Just just keep playing for church. It's good job. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. Moving on. Uh, building 429. So this is a throwback to the, like my childhood. Right. And that fa- the early 2000s was like building 429's domain. So the fact that they're still going strong is kind of fascinating. They have changed genre, though. Oh, they've changed They changed genre just about every... Two years. Every five years. And so okay. what it is, every five years, 
we joke that Christian music never changes, but it does. Right. Um, you know, early I 2000s mean, come was, on, freaking Hawk Nelson. Well, beyond that, like, early 2000s was, like, the air of Nickelback, right? The air of guitar slick rock that was radio-friendly. Right. And then we got to 2010s, where we started getting into more electronica. So, this was the age of, um... I'm trying to think of who was even popular in the early 2000s, or the early 10s. Um, but I feel like they kind of started switching into that more slick, almost adult alternative sound. And then finally, they've just melded into um, what I call like the marshmallow sound. Mm-hmm. So there's a producer named Marshmallow. And if you mm-hmm. hear like, no, any of his songs in a row, they all sound exactly alike. Yeah. They sound like marshmallow. It's just... You're talking about that one, like... He uh, always wears the weird hat. The weird marshmallow hat? Yeah. Um, it's actually um, uh, Charles. Um, that that one guy, he... Uh, John Charles? John Charles? Charles? Uh, crap, what's his name? He's, like, really popular. And it just came out, like... Um, he's actually in the, like, the LGBTQ, uh, movement. Um, his, his last name's Charles. I know what I'm talking about. I believe you. I, I just don't know him. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Um, my point is, I feel like Building 429 is kind of, every five years they taint, change genre to match whatever's current. For better or for worse, right? Um, it's, it's what you prefer. Um, um I mean, obviously they played all of the, um... They did play all of our childhood favorites, pretty much. Not could, really. Well, okay, so, all my childhood. I'll favorites. say this is more your um, childhood. You know, um, um, this is not where I belong. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I love that song. Like, okay, pretty much that's my. Like, I remember I loved that song so much. Like, I would legit wake up in the middle of the night when that song was playing just to listen to it and then go back to sleep. I'm serious. Like, my yeah, brain no, was trained to wake up when that song was playing. Or if like I was doing school or whatever. This is back when I was homeschooled. And um, I would uh, be sitting out at the table, and if that song started playing, I'd stop doing school, and I'd sing to it. Or I'd play my guitar to it, or whatever. Um, yeah, build, Building 429 is one of my groups back in the day. Yeah, see, I grew up with Building 429 singing Glory Divine, which they I'm surprised they didn't sing, but I guess that song's, it, it's now almost 15 years old, so I get a little bit why they didn't play it, I guess. Right. Um. So my feelings while playing it, I didn't realize how many radio hits they had until I they I started recognizing all their songs. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, these guys are actually on the radio a lot still. Yeah. Um, I also feel like they were a bit liberal in their use of backing tracks. So you weren't there at the start of them. But when they switched, would transition from one song to the next, you could almost hear the backing tracks trying to catch up to them. And it was like... It was annoying. Yeah. Like, it, well, they it do, took away they, the illusion of live music. They do rely on it too much. Like, it really took away the illusion for me of live music. You know what I mean? Right, absolutely. I feel 100%. So I was just like, why, guys? Um, I also felt like in their presentation, what they were doing, they were trying to uh, copy the Newsboys a lot. I got a lot of Newsboys vibes yeah, from them. Yeah, they had, the, like, the lifting stage and The stuff. lifting stage, the lights. It just, it was very Newsboys. Very Newsboys. Um, I mean, I mean, I get it. It's, uh, you know, they have to do what they think is best for them. Yeah, I mean, um, 
But I do also, I like the simplicity of stuff. Like I told you, I was like, shoot, man, you know, if we ever had the opportunity to do this, I feel like we'd just sit there on a bar stool, acoustic, and just see if the crowd would just get their phone lights out and just be like real chill. Yeah. We could even do like our rocker, rockier songs, but just acoustic, you know? Yeah. So that was building 429. They I found it interesting they had a female f- singer with them. I'm like yeah. she sang she like was just co vocals. Right, but she was just um <clears throat> she was just touring with them. At first I thought she was part of the band. I was like, "Wait, what?" Like I didn't like it at first and then he was like, "This is our friend. Uh I forget what her name was. Uh she's just touring with us. Uh you know, we're happy to have her with us." Which I guess that's pretty cool. Like that's something I'd do. I mean, my hope like honestly, I kind of wish they would just like if they're gonna keep changing genres so much, add a female singer, really change up your brand, pull a new song and just make it so like this is more of a brand name than it is a band, and change up your members and do right. Some well, see, stuff. I think that's a, another thing is they've changed up their style. I mean, they're on their new, own record label now, like they said. So, yeah. um, that's pretty cool. I don't remember what they called their record label, but. Maybe they will have a female singer full-time eventually. I don't know. They were okay, though. Yeah. I, I wouldn't quite call them like the... But they're one of the bigger names in Christian music right now. I guess. That's, just, that's weird to me. Yeah, um, which was why when you asked me, you're like, man, I'm surprised that they've got Building 429 just right after or right before Crowder. And I was like, why? Like, I was just saying, I was like, why? They're pretty popular. I didn't say that, but I was like, okay, maybe he knows something I don't. No, see, when I look at the most popular names in Christian music nowadays, and granted, I don't keep up with the radio like I used to, what I see most of the time is um, generic worship bands. I see, like, you know, Elevation, Passion, Hillsong, Bethel, what's some more? Um, But there's all ex-worship, right? Yeah. And so that when I think of newer bands, that's what I think of. And I guess I consider Building 429 a bit old school, so it surprises me that they're still kind of relevant. Mm-hmm. So that's all. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, technically Crowder's old school. Yeah, but he's re- rebranded. He's rebranded. And also, he's stuck I feel like with his branding. So he also plays to his strengths, though. Like he's old, but like in a antique store kind of way. Like this is cool. Old. Yeah. Okay. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Cool old. Like, like, I mean, I just like how the whole time, he was just enjoying himself. He was just like, after every, almost every song, he'd just be like, oh, that's some church music right there. He just having fun. He was like, okay, I'm here for one reason. But, yeah. To on a show. So, transitioning, Crowder was the the final act. Um, You know, after a lot more in between, we got to uh, hear some stuff, you know, like, um, go ahead and donate to um, children in Mandarin and... Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, and then this there one, were, this one just, guy came out and played a song that was yeah, let them see you and me. Yeah, which was okay. No, um, I mean it was his only song and it only hit the radio because somebody heard it and it was a prayer he uh, prayed and he's like, wait, this could be a song and so he just wrote it and uh, but pretty much he's just been like reaching out to children in different uh, different countries. Um, this one real moving story. He's like, you know, there's this. Uh, like literally entire village that lives in the dump. Uh, dump, like the 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 trash dump of this country or a little small country or whatever, and they just they try to do what they can to survive. They'll burn their own clothes just to stay warm, mm-hmm. and um, like 
So he actually helped them. He's like, you know, they they're doing what they can to survive. They don't have enough money to go to school to break this chain. So he's like, I put a generation or a bunch of the kids into school so I could help break that. You know, he's. I mean, that was just something that he's like, hey, you can help me with this. I think that was part of Holt International. Yeah, and so we we got through that, and you know, it's one of those things. Um, every Christian concert I've ever went to always has a segment like that. And I appreciate what they're doing. Like, I applaud them. Uh, it's one of those things, if you go to live music regularly at all, there's no way you could possibly donate to everything and still right. do anything. Um, but I think that's not their goal. Their goal is, you know, maybe if each time we can get 10, 20 new people. Right, that's right, 10, right. 20 new people, 200 days a year, right? So that's adds up in the long run right or even if you know oh if everybody gives a dollar tonight that's what five thousand dollars yeah so like i get their hearts are in the right place for what it's worth um it's just not my favorite part of the night but it is what it is actually how many people were in that stadium oh man it was ridiculous i mean it was way over five thousand yeah, so I'm sure it was the it was the uh, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. We did not mention that. Yeah, so like where the Pacer Indiana yeah Pacers Indiana played. Pacers home uh, so, home court. So. If anyone knows how much that holds, put it in the comments. Yeah, it'd be great. Put it in the comments. I think that about um I think it was about four fifths of it filled up because they didn't use the section behind the stage. Yeah. So yeah, four fifths of it was filled up. So, uh, Crowder. And I was actually, it was, it, like you said, like, it filled up. The the longer the show had went on, the more it filled up. Um, by I think the time there were Crowder, a lot of people that were just like, I'm going to pay $15 to see Crowder. Just to That's see Crowder. It. And it was worth it. Yeah, oh, Like, yeah. I'm, I'm serious. If Like, what, the tickets to go see Switchfoot that one time was 15 bucks. Uh, more than that. We paid, like... It was so, 25 It was 25 or 30 It was. I think it was 30 but... Either it was way. like, I'm, yeah, it was like twenty five or thirty, but we also got to see Reliant K. Yeah, and either of them, I would have paid fifteen bucks to go see alone. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, um, and when you consider um, more popular bands, will charge you three hundred bucks for nosebleed seats. Like mm-hmm. good grief. journey. If you went and seen Now Day Queens, like I've literally looked up tickets for one of those shows. I was like, you know what? I like Journey. They're a decent band. I know they're not gonna, you know, strip in front of me on stage. So. Mm-hmm. I want to go see that band sometime. I literally was like, okay, wow. If I sat in the very top corner of one of their arenas, it's going to be freaking 500 bucks? Are you kidding me? Yeah. 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 So um, Crowder comes out, and uh, you could tell... He, he said later he was sick, and you could tell he was yeah, a bit you off. Yeah, you could hear his... Uh, you could hear his, what, sinus... But I applaud him for still putting on a pretty darn good show. Like I think it's a uh, it's a mark of his professionalism that he managed to still put on such a good show, even though despite being sick and despite running a short set, because you know you have to run a short set in Winter Jam, right? And he still put on a really darn. So I think that shows how professional he's gotten in doing this since two thousand and three. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, man, it's actually been like, they've been a band, David Crowder band was not, started in 98, technically. Oh, yeah, technically at college. So, like, he's been doing this forever, right? It's been like, uh, 20, uh, 21 years? 22 yeah. years. 22 years he's been doing this, and he's he's a real professional at it. Um, and he knows how to pin on a show. 
does, for sure. Like, like, he's not all over the stage, but he knows what he's doing when it comes to the music. See, that's the thing, is you've got bands like Red who are theatrical, mm-hmm. whereas you have um, bands like Crowder who are orchestral. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and David Crowder band was very much like that, too. Yeah, they were very much so, so like that. He translated that well into his own... Um, I feel like what Crowder is compared to the Crowder band is um, Crowder is the more um, southern eclectic version of Crowder band. I don't know if that's even the right words because a lot of I've seen I saw the David Crowder band on their going away tour Mm -hmm. and a lot of what I saw on the Crowder show reminded me of that show. Well Um, okay so David Crowder himself explained his his style in the best way possible through his album title uh Neon Steeple. He mm-hmm. said we want to bring out that southern church music vibe and also that new age rock. And I mean I think what they what they ended up calling their genre swamp rock. Yeah. And I which get is that. legit. I get it because like, you it's hear legit swamp. Louisiana swamps. You, yeah. You're hearing it. And it's also funny because they literally look like they're Duck Dynasty. Yeah, they all like, have huge beards. His whole entire band. His entire band, except for his drummer and like his what, his uh, stage lackey, which um, I didn't get their names, but he uh, he played piano, he played guitar, it was he played pretty much everything. Derek Minor. Who, Derek Minor. Who's yeah. actually a, a solo rapper in his own right, but apparently he like decided to join the Crowder, I, I feel bad saying the Crowder band, but Crowder... Crowder's band, um, yeah. Because I you have, can't say the Crowder I have, band. Because, I have special emotional yeah, attachment to David are, hey, Crowder asterisk band asterisk. David Crowder <laughs> asterisk is asterisk is going to kill Jack Parker for sabotaging the Your, rest of the asterisk band. <laughs> um, I have special attachment to that band, but um, Crowder has a source. He has Derek Minor who backs him up, and uh, yeah, he has like two drummers. Awesome guitar player, and uh, it it's interesting. Um, I can't say I love everything he does. I feel like he leans a bit too heavy into the trap beats sometimes. Yeah, but also I kind of okay. I liked, I just liked his collaboration. I liked yeah. the collaboration. I think him alone, not so much. But I just feel like, see, I feel see, like I feel with anybody. I feel like, I feel like right now, like. If you if you heard lyrics that we wrote, it's gonna be like uh. But if you heard us specifically our ideology with somebody else, it might sound amazing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a way a lot of music is nowadays. There's a lot of these solo artists mm-hmm. out there. They're like uh, trying to find their thing. Like Zanti, uh, he might be like uh, he might be with like a Billy uh, Ballinger mm-hmm. eventually. Like I don't know. You n- you never know what's gonna happen. You so, know, I was having this thought, and uh, we're getting a bit off topic, but that's okay. Um, I was having this thought that I feel like the music, the music of twenty, the twenty twenties specifically, um, we got through the you early mean like t- the twenty tens. No, twenty twenties. We just got through the tens because we're in the twenties just now. I know. That's why I'm stick with me. Okay. So we just got through the twenty tens. The twenty tens were really the air of. The '80s retro dance music. Oh my god! I feel like that's isn't that a good way to describe the disco? Tins? You mean just straight up disco? Just say disco, man. Yes and no. It was legit just disco. 
But there was also a subtrend. It was legit just ABBA. <laughs> to a degree. But there was a subtrend happening of just genre mashing. Right? Uh, 21 Pilots pops into my head first. Okay, but okay. That's a different thing though, man. Well, okay. Stick with me. I'm stick with me. You. So, I think, I predict what, what music is going to be in 2020s is the genre as we know it is just going to be demolished. You already have people like Crowder, people like 21 Pilots that are just like blending genres so much you don't know what to call them. Right. And I think with music becoming so readily available and with so... So uh, wait, what you're saying so is... So much collaboration, like you said. Right. That there won't be, this is a rock artist, this is a rap artist. There it's just going to be like literally, um, what's it called? Uh, retro genre? What's it? No. I mean, not, it can't even be called retro because retro is its own genre. No, it's it's just gonna be. There is no genre. It just, it's just like it's a just unit, music. I guess unigenre. Yeah, unigenre. I guess. I just predict that music is gonna get so mixed up that you won't be able to be like, this is country and this is um, arena rock, right? It's just gonna be like, this is just music, right? It's just music, and it's just how it feels anyway. It's like what? Do you but want? I feel like we're really leaning towards that. The more we right. Get to I this mean, b- okay, if we're gonna do that, then I'm just gonna say Black Eyed Peas, man. Their rap for people who hate rap, their rock for people who hate rock. I mean, they're the they're literally everything to the people who don't like them. Yeah, and they were the early two thousands. I mean, you're yeah, right. I mean, so I mean, up. it's like I said, it's not new, but I think it'll become more prevalent. And I like the way you explained the two thousands. You said we just got through the tens into the twenties, because I hate. I kind of do not like the way people say the early two thousands because technically. 2000 to 2499 is the early 2000s. Technically. I guess you could say. Anything else? I look at it as just like decades. So you have the the, uh, the zeros or the ops. Right. And then the tens. And now we're getting into the 20s, right? Yeah. Um, but that leads us all back to Crowder. He, he does do the genre mashing. Um, I feel like he could be a bit more precise in his genre mashing. Like, my favorite Crowder moments from this concert was... One, when he just pulled out his acoustic and someone else was playing um, the steel guitar behind him. And he oh, yeah. Moves. No, no, no. It was not the steel guitar. It was the slide, slide guitar. guitar. My apologies. No, there is a huge difference. I get you. I get okay. you. I know. I just... Just letting you know. <laughs> so I thought that was a beautiful moment because that's one of my all-time yeah, favorite Yeah, yeah. It was just him on his acoustic and where Mike D would have been playing the piano part. Uh, his lead guitarist was playing slide, uh, slide, uh, uh, yeah, slide guitar, uh, in the place of the piano and it worked. And then, and then my second favorite moment was when he sat down at the piano Mm -hmm. and he kind of went into his medley of, he, he first started with, um, you are my hope. I think, no, it's one of his slower songs. Um, um, it almost felt like, and this is what the words say. I forget, man. But it almost felt like a funeral song medley. No, no okay. We just got through a funeral that yeah, day. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like, that was a set. We went through a funeral that day. And we felt it. Like, we under, like we were feeling that song. <laughs> or then, I was, at least. Yeah, I mean. and then and then he ends it with Because He Lives by Gaither. Yeah, whereas everybody comes out and sings with him. Yeah, and it just, oh, it was, it was magical. And that's, I want a, a Crowder 
acoustic record. That's what I want. Yeah, that's what there needs to be. It literally uh, just needs to be him as acoustic and the slide guitar. That would be legit the best album ever. Or better yet, just bring Hogan back and just Hogan and Crowder. You know what? He was at, he actually toured with Crowder at one point. Okay, but they did, and I think that that should have been a thing, man. But when like just... the rest of the band, see, I'm gonna tell you what. David Crowder band, the asterisk in there is freaking Hogan. He's a genius. He is a freaking glue that held the band together. Like, and not in the bad way. He was no, legit I, the glue that held the band together. Digital Age really lost their way hard. If you think about it, literally who changed? Both of them. Hogan, what does he do? The same thing he's always done. Been a beast. Yeah. Um, I would love to like hear a Crowder album, though, with just... His guitar and Hogan on violin. That'd be that would legit oh, be that'd awesome. That'd be a great album. But wouldn't that be? Um, see, then I think that they would have to make it the um, David Crowder asterisk, like like. So what Crowder's, I think, like Crowder. Asterisk. I would just like to see it called like Crowder and Hogan. Crowder Hogan. Crowder and Hogan. A Hogan between or the asterisk. Between <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying they have to bring uh, back the asterisk. And then honestly, just let Hogan produce the Hornder record. Yeah. Just let him do all the production work. It would sound beautiful. It'd I would be, love it. It would be, quite frankly, the greatest thing. It would be fantastic. It would be It would be good. Um, so Crowder, um, he also did some great rockers. Um, you know, Run, Devil, Run was a fun one. And uh, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, I, he did all his radio hits. This is what he did. And he just, he barreled through them so quick I could barely keep up. But it was he, he was a good show. Like I would gladly, gladly watch him again. Um, in fact, I I honestly after David Crowder Band broke up, I really I couldn't get into Crowder's first album, and I gave up on him. I was like, nope, not for me. This reinvigorated my hope for Crowder. Like I I'm in sincerely interested in seeing what he does now, because I enjoyed that show so much. See, whereas I guess okay, I love that show, and I I'm right there with you on that. I guess I've just been so depressed over the 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 asterisk band, and that was leaving. Dude, that was eight years ago. I know, and it, I'm still depressed over <laughs> I it. I know it's like, uh. and and see, this is what makes me most sad about it is I had the option, one time to go with you and dad to that, or was it you and dad? It was somebody. I I had the option to go to a Crowder concert, mm-hmm. and I said no. I hate Crowder. Or David Crowder Band. I was like, I do not like the David Crowder Band. And then when we start writing music, you are like, dude, okay, David Crowder Band. And I'm like, ew, no, oh, yuck. And you're like, "Uh uh-uh, listen to this. I freaking flipped. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, I love them. And then, you know, also they had the rockumentaries and, you know, they had all sorts of stuff going Mm -hmm. on. And... I mean, okay, and also you just got their book that him and Rogan, er, uh, him and Hogan, everybody wants uh, to go to heaven. Everybody wants okay. to go to heaven, but Would, nobody wants to die. Okay, so David Crowder and Mike Hogan wrote this. For one, it's freaking hilarious. It's freaking ten years old too. It's hilarious. I'm only in like chapter three, and it's one of the funniest books I've read in a minute. And it's weird to say a book about death because this book is about death, right? And dealing with grief, and it's hilarious. I need to read it then. <laughs> also, Solomon, I am David Crowder. You are Mike Hogan. If you read the book, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Okay. Like, they have, like, one of pages that are text messages between the two of them. And I'm like... Like, screenshots of text yeah. messages? And I'm like, is this me and Dude, Solomon's wait, no, text messages? Dude, the screenshots? Yeah. I want to see that. <laughs> and Dude. I'm like, is this is this me and Solomon? This is... <laughs> <laughs> wait, 
is it like our compare like our um it's it so Crowder's like, dude, we should do this. We should we should have the our um we should have our columns pages be there and then you should be able to read the musical notes and um <laughs> and they should be like on Icelandic paper. And Hogan's like Sure, dude. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that, that's our conversation. <laughs> yeah, that is legit. That's us, man. So, see, I feel like that's how I'd be. You'd have all the brilliant ideas, whereas I would be the great producer. Yes, <laughs> that's that's how it would work. So yeah, um, that's Winter Jam. Wow, we talked about this a long time, and I feel like we got off topic so much. Guys, this is Brother King Log. We're going to be, like, so random on this. Brothers King Log. Yes. And uh, <laughs> we had a little bit, actually, uh, wait, are we done with Crowder? Yeah, like, right. sure. I mean, so it was an awesome concert. Kinda, it was, Check out Crowder. He's literally, awesome. I will go to, I'm going to go to Winter Jam next year. Um, probably with my girlfriend, probably with I don't know if Crowder will be there, but I, I think Winter Jam's a worthy investment of going to every year just to it, get the sample. Especially just, yeah, just to get the sample for sure. Just to like see, hey, what's new in Christian music or what's going on or been going on that maybe I've missed. Like me, like I've literally spent the last year not really listening to any Christian music as far as like the radio. Um, I've been listening to like whatever is downloaded onto my iTunes, mm-hmm. but like, um, like honestly, I'll probably go again next year. Yeah, I w- I um, think I could make it a year. Unless, okay, okay, you know what? I'm not even gonna say that because uh, I was I was gonna say unless there's just I just don't like the lineup. But you but might you get some new you people. You might get of. yeah. You might get some uh yeah the frontliners the or the not frontliners the uh like uh, openers and mm-hmm. uh yeah the, the pretty much the distractions. They were the people that they threw up there like, hey, keep them entertained while we finish this or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I'll definitely go again. Um, but yeah, we actually were, like I said about the Brothers King Log, we're like, wait, what do we call this? Because we can't, it's not necessarily a video um, log, which is called a vlog, and it's not like a blog, blog where we just write something and post it to a page. Um, but... Like, we were just trying to figure it out, and I was like, you know what, you know, in Star Trek, hey, Captain's Log... Because we opened up the card, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Star Trek, you know, Captain's Log, blah, 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 and he talks about what's going on. So, I was like, dude, well, let's just do Brothers King Log. And he's like, wait, Log? And I was like, yeah, as in, like, Star Trek. So... Yeah, I, I'm surprised that I had the Star Trek reference before you did. <laughs> I know, go figure. Yeah. So this is Brothers King Log. Um, for anyone who's listening, um, maybe you're listening in 2020. Maybe you're listening in the future when we're a famous band. That's unlikely, but it's a nice thought. It's a beautiful thought. Or maybe <laughs> you're listening to us in the future where we're not members of our own band anymore. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Me and Solomon like, hate each other in this alternate reality. Yeah. We've been kicked out. <laughs> We're like the Gallahan brothers from Oasis. Oh God! <laughs> hmm. Who became? Yeah, yeah. I got you. I was saying Sonic Flood for a second. Yeah, no, you're all good. So, I'm all, all like members of Sonic Flood. That's that's a whole nother. That's, that's a whole nother story. story. There's there's a lot of conspiracy going on <laughs> behind that one, but we'll we'll leave that for another conversation. Maybe we'll like yeah, like legit, we'll make that like another conversation, guys. Thank you so much for spending time with us, wasting an hour and a half with us. Um, rather, you're driving down the road, just want someone talking in your ear, or you actually like us and you listen to us of your own free will. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, we love you guys. <laughs> you're, you're what keeps us going. 
Uh-huh. Even if it is just us, we love you, Samuel and Sully. <laughs> we love you because you are what keeps us going. <laughs> All right, keep being uh, the glimpse of eternity, guys. Yeah, keep viewing art through the lens of God. Wait, what? Right. Eternity through the lens of art. Peace. <laughs>